Well, get this. A new survey found that because of the pandemic, 71% of Americans said they wouldn't feel safe in a movie theater right now. Man, and you thought it was annoying when someone coughed during a movie before COVID. <laughs> uh, don't worry, every movie theater has been thoroughly cleaned by a teenager with an old mop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty true. God, I'd, I'd love to see the old Petri dish treatment given to those mops. Uh, what is living in that? Coronavirus! Among other things, Cardi. <laughs> You need some paper towel, by the way, for your you-know-what? Though though we thoroughly sanitize this or that that is so popular among businesses and restaurants and everything like that, I know somebody, I'll be very vague, but they uh, they have a promise to thoroughly sanitize things to keep the customers happy, and after the customers leave, they throw away some trash and wipe it down with a wet wipe. And then tell them it's thoroughly sanitized. Yeah, whoops. Of course, what's the current thinking, scientific thinking on catching the vid from a surface? Right. I mean, that's not the way you're getting it. Uh, Right. Meanwhile, but there are things that just stick around out of inertia, like that, or at least the claim of it. And I was watching, uh, to my shame uh, and and self-hatred, some NFL action this weekend. I think I'm I'm not going to anymore. We'll see. I'm an addict. But... um, a lot of people are wearing the uh, I can never a gator, the neck gator that you just pull up. Mm-hmm. Well, the big study it was at Duke University. Yeah, found that that's worse than nothing. It actually, makes things worse because of the the weave and all. It 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 divides the molecules, makes them lighter and smaller, and you blow them out so they float longer and are more infectious. So, but most of the people wearing masks on the sideline were wearing that. But we keep doing it in spite of the science. So I just—I'm following the science. Oh, I hate that phrase. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's become like fact check. When I hear fact check, I think I'm about to be spun. Click. Now, when I hear the science, I'm about to be spun. Right, right. Science. As we said science. earlier, as if uh, science gets together twice a year and all agree on something and puts out the word science has decided this. And as we've found, if you're a scientist, whether it's climate change or COVID, that goes against the uh, prevailing attitudes of the time, you get your uh, information pulled off YouTube. It doesn't matter where you went to school or whatever. Right, indeed. And then we were discussing earlier today a major uh, psychological study about uh, transgender folks and surgery and the rest of it. They just had to rescind it. They had to retract it. Because it turns out they couldn't replicate any of the studies. You know what that means, right? You do an experiment, and then somebody comes around and does it precisely the same way and gets a completely different result. That shows you there's something wrong with the experiment, and you can't say science says, because it doesn't, turns out not to be true. Jack, an unfortunate turn of events, depending on who you're rooting for here, one uh, 66-year-old Mark David of the Tillamook, Oregon area, was bow hunting for elk. He uh, managed to shoot an elk with his arrow, but darkness set in before he was able to track it down. So he and his buddy set out shortly after 9 o'clock in the morning and did successfully locate the animal. Uh, the fella again wounded it with its uh, with his arrow, but it charged him and gored him in the neck and killed him. So one for Team Elk, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Buddy of mine is off elk hunting right now as we speak, and he was describing it to me, and uh, it sounds terrifying. They're enormous beasts, and don't particularly like being hunted, and you essentially have to wait till it's right on top of you before you dare twitch, because they're incredibly alert to their surroundings and stuff. It sounded thrilling and interesting. I'm not 
I have a more neutral view of hunting than I know you do. Uh, it sounds like something I really would have liked to do as a young man. Mm. But, uh, boy, you're hiking all day up and down mountains and then hauling meat out of the, the, the area. And I would like the exercise part. By mountain lions. I would like the exercise part. I just I, don't want to shoot some beast. Yeah. Well, you eat it for months and months and months. Mm. It's, uh, you know, it's not like just killing it because you like death. Um, elk meat, delicious, too, from what I understand. See, the, the problem I have with that is people always describe it to me like they sure seem like they enjoy killing it. Well, the, the excitement the in their the voice chase. and the excitement on their faces. They really liked killing this living beast, and I don't get it. I, I'm not, I, I don't, it doesn't bother me that people hunt or whatever. You can do it, but I just I can't imagine getting a thrill out of watching something die. Mm. I just can't even imagine it. Well. But to each their own. I think you're probably the outlier on that, which is fine. I'm on the outlier on a lot of stuff. But the thrill of the chase, hunting and stuff, that's as old as time. But, you know, there's room for all of us. If you got to eat, I can imagine that. I certainly well, can imagine that. I'm going to starve. Yeah, but they're going to put things. a bolt into some cow's head. Instead, I'm going to eat this. What's the difference? Well, I wouldn't enjoy I'm killing... taking responsibility for that animal being dead. It could be argued it's much more honorable than going to the grocery store. I'm forming this argument as I speak, by the way. I'm not <laughs> sure I even buy it. But let's try it. Um, <laughs> It's more honorable to do that and butcher it and the rest of it need it than go to the grocery store and pretend that the animal volunteered to be a steak. I assume they die. I of rest old... my case. I just assume they die of old age. <laughs> I think you're on or, solid ground with that argument. Or Joe. ennui. But I don't enjoy that the cow died. I don't get a thrill out of it. I don't go to the packing plant to watch him get the bolt in the back of that. Oh, yeah, that one really went down hard. That was a fighter, that one. Well, let's uh, get a middle ground then. Why don't you go hunt a cow and see if you like it? I'm not sure thrill is what they get. I think there is an, an appreciation for having accomplished a difficult task. And a lot of the hunters I know, some, some of them in my own family, uh, there's a connection, however counterintuitive, that exists when you are tracking an animal. And you are in the animal's environment, and it, yeah, it, there's there's a much more primal kind of appreciation is the vibe I get when I hear people talk about hunting than I'm sure than just it's primal. Thrill. It's got to yeah. be as deep in our bones as anything is. And I know plenty of hunters who are, are super aware of the environment and that sort of thing. So, but anyway, to each their own. Uh, if only Ted Nugent were here to explain how the beast inside you needs to be fulfilled. <laughs> I love terrible Ted. He called into the show once, Sean. Did he really? Prior to your, uh, your is this uh, a scheduled appearance tenure. or just kind of a listener? No, he called in. <laughs> yeah, before we took calls, I can't. Were we talking about hunting or the environment or something? He called in. Hey, this is Ted Nugent, and he was on for like twenty minutes. We've interviewed a lot of people that I can't imagine in retrospect why we were talking to them. Yeah, like, he, it, it came up the other day. Where we were watching. I was watching the old Batman with my uh, kids. He's he's into the old Batman now. Yes. Great movie. Great. I, I remember sure, that yeah. as a child, just uh, loving those. It was on for me when I got home from school every day. And so, yeah. you know, you'd have the cliffhanger every other day. Oh, yeah. Oh, I loved it then, and I love it now. Same bat time, same bat channel, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. But uh, I mentioned to my uh, kids that I, you know, I'd met Batman once, and we've interviewed both Burt Ward and Adam West. Adam yeah. West. The uh, great Adam times. West. The late great Adam West. <laughs> so Robin and Batman. Yeah. My kid was just, my son was just amazed at that. <laughs> that I've met Batman and talked I'm, to Robin. I'm kind of a and big said, deal, son. And he said, why did you, why were you talking to Robin? And I said, I have no memory of why we were talking to Robin. To amuse ourselves. 
and the listening audience. I tell you what, the original Batman show, I read once, and again, I'm not sure I buy this exactly, but the mark of successful art is it conveys what it wanted to convey. It Oh, it, it moves people in the way that the artist had in mind. That's at least partially true. But I, the, the original Batman was precisely, it achieved precisely what it set out to achieve. It was, it was funny. It was snarky. It was camp. It was oh, so much camp. It was actually fairly decent drama in that. You know, uh, Robin would be trapped in a giant clam. <laughs> you'd want to know whether Batman could pry its uh, hungry jaws open in time. And you'd think, damn, I wonder what's going to happen. you well, tune in the next and one. And he might have on his utility belt some anti-clam spray. Exactly. <laughs> he normally had that. It came in very handy. Yeah. 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 I love the labeling of everything. Like, it was oh, the yeah. bat bat computer and just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure there's even a Twitter account that just is, you know, bat thing. But it was precisely as smart as it was trying to be and precisely as dumb as it was trying to be. Mm-hmm. It's really great art. The stars that were in that show. Oh, yeah. Everybody wanted to be on it at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, a lot of the, like, uh, you know, Burgess Meredith and, uh, and man, I'm, I'm a little uh, Frank Gorshin and all. These were like the biggest stars of the time. There's it's one like doing other... a Simpsons appearance, really. My son was watching an episode the other day that I swear to God I'd never seen, which almost seems impossible. Oh, Batman? Seen, yeah, I've seen every episode like five times. But it was a, the bad guy was a woman, and I'd never seen her before. She was a one-off. But it, mm. And I looked her up. She's one of your famous movie stars of like the 40s, mm. like one of the biggest stars in the world. And she decided to be, you know, when she was a little older, this villain in the Batman show. Yeah. Because that was the hot TV show at the time. Yeah. Is that anywhere? Can you get that on demand? I'm sure you can. On one of your streaming services? Check your local listings. I, either I get stuff on streaming services or I do this. I set a record. You know, I set the record. And so I can't tell you what time or channel anything's on. It just oh, I shows it. up in my list of recorded shows. Yeah. You only see it long enough to rec- like you know, I, schedule I, it. I watch Tucker and Brett Bear every day. I have no idea what time of day they're on. <laughs> I haven't got the slightest idea. Really? I, okay. I actually know that just because I'll listen live if I'm in my car. But um, when I'm not listening to this great radio station. Have you heard about LootSafe.org, the safer way to loot? No. It's a website. LootSafe's mission is to make the act of looting safer, fairer, and to empower all parties involved. I can't believe more people aren't uh, bothered by the fact that there's life on Venus. We should revisit that. They discovered life on Venus yesterday. Yeah. Enormous snakes, like 150 feet long. Eyes at both ends. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How's it poop? From the middle. Right in the middle. From the middle. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You you know nothing about Venusian snakes. (laughs) Venetian. Venetian? No, that'd be from Venice. Anyway, so uh, living creatures on Venus and LootSafe.org in moments. Howdy, folks. This is Adam West. Armstrong and Getty may be drinkers, Robin, but they're okay guys. Sober up. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. Brothers of America, this is Ted Nugent, and if Armstrong and Getty don't get on the beast, I'm going to come out there and gut them and hang them on my wall and genuflect at the altar of their carcass. Most of recent history, 20-year-old girl opinions have been the cornerstone of media, entertainment, and online political discourse. And for that reason, I am the first person running a candidacy fueled entirely by the opinions of 20-year-old girls. 
Hi, James, grown man with the opinions of a 20-year-old girl here. Could I be counting on your vote this election? Sure, Biden has 20-year-old girl talking points, and Trump's like a 20-year-old girl on Twitter, but my opinions just finished a few semesters of a liberal arts degree. I'm promising simple solutions to complex issues, to have zero problem holding conflicting opinions. Under my presidency, America will borrow all money on a high-interest credit card and then deal with that in five years, which is like forever away. I'm so sorry to bother you when Mercury's in retrograde, but I'd love to tell you about my plan to get rid of homelessness by giving every homeless person a billion dollars. My healthcare plan is to provide every citizen with a therapist that will tell them nothing's their fault. 80% of Twitter hashtags are written by girls in their 20s, and I'm gonna make damn sure that those Twitter hashtags represent 110% of my policy decisions. Someone who will stand up for America by making ludicrous proposals and claiming to be unheard when not met. 80% of my budget will go to fairness, 70% of my budget will go to animals, and 60% will go to Starbucks for all. <laughs> it's funny. That's great. <laughs> The great Ryan Long. We have that complete video at armstrongandgetty.com, along with all of our podcasts, downloadable. Uh, the One More Thing podcast from yesterday. Uh, we examine the Captain America uh, hog traversy. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, coming up, we're going to hip you to a Netflix show about social media that's uh, getting rave reviews. It's one of your Sundance movies. We'll talk about that coming up. Oh, also at the website, a uh, California Highway Patrol car wipes out a protester. Speaking of Netflix, this Who had from, it coming, in my opinion. Does everybody know what the Babylon Bee is at this point? It's yeah. a right-leaning onion. Yeah. Anyway, headline from the Babylon Bee. New Netflix movie actually murders puppies to teach that murdering puppies is bad. <laughs> Obviously making fun of the movie that's supposed to highlight the sexualization of little kids by sexualizing little kids. Yes. It's, exactly. It is an interesting conundrum. Yeah, yeah it definitely yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So a number of people have sent us this link helpfully. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. It's lootsafe.org. Lootsafe.org. The safer way to loot. Our mission is to make the act of looting safer, fairer, and to empower all parties involved. We are committed to creating a convenient, empowering platform to evolve the idea of looting for the benefit of all. We believe looters and loot space owners can work together to uplift one another through the act of unification, solidarity, destruction, and restoration. And the idea is you can get stickers that you're a loot safe member so people loot your business less or something. It's not clear to me at all. I've looked through this entire website and we'll we'll post a link at armstrongandgetty.com for you. It is not clear to me at all what is going on here. It it is the driest parody I have ever seen in my life. Are you sure it's a parody? No. No. That's why it's either so incredibly clever You can't or... tell what's a parody in the modern world. It's impossible. I mean, there's a picture of an old white granddad in a nice, sensible sweater, giving a thumbs up, and it's captioned, Equitable Empowerment. We believe in furthering the goal of social justice by providing a safe space for the empowering expressions of therapeutic property diminishment, or looting, to occur. Therapeutic property diminishment. Right. Now, it's got to be a parody. When all other methods have failed, it is clear that looting is a justified act of protest as a way to destroy the master class. And Grandpa gives a thumbs up. <laughs> it, it's, it's brilliant. I'm 
just not sure why somebody went to all this uh, trouble. That's funny. Locally focused. Our platform matches looters with loot space owners locally to ensure no out-of-state agitators will be necessary to bring justice to your neighborhood. Select from the level of looting you wish to enact, and our safe loot equitable AI will match you to the appropriate loot safe owner. Loot space <laughs> owner. So, oh, I see. So I'm running uh, Joe's House of Golf Equipment. And I'm, well, I'm down with social justice, and I'd like them to smash my windows, but I prefer they not steal, like, dozens of golf balls. And so they would match that with looters who just want to smash windows. Yeah, this is brilliant. Lootsafe.org. Funny. Did you hear there's a Chinese virologist who's alleged that COVID was human-made in a lab in China? Yeah. I think she's just a kind of a wackadoo trying to get publicity, but you never know. Dr. Lee Meng Yan, a former researcher at the Hong Kong School of Public Health, posted a paper yesterday in which she claims she can show that SARS-CoV-2, which is what we're dealing with, uh, was created in a laboratory setting. Um, and the unusual features it has, blah, 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 blah. Now, a whole bunch of other people, all scientists around the world, have looked at it and said, no, it's... The, the the sequencing of the way it is constructed, it looks like it occurred naturally, but uh, you know, so she, it's hard to say. Yeah, well, when the truth is finally told, if it's finally told, I'm I'm pretty confident they're going to say, yeah, it leaked out of that lab in Wuhan that was studying bat coronavirus. Yeah, it could be real and natural, but they obviously played a major role in letting it escape and then not telling the world about it. You remember the State Department reported on their sloppy standards and practices at that lab? I mean, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. New documentary on Netflix. It's one of your Sundance Film Festival entries, and this is getting a lot of attention. It's about social media. That's not by accident. That's a design technique. Ah, sloppy editing. Um, here, I got it. I got it here. And Stand for by real this time. When you go to Google and type in climate change is, you're going to see different results depending on where you live and the particular things that Google knows about your interests. That's not by accident. That's a design technique. What I want people to know is that everything they're doing online is being watched, is being tracked. Every single action you take is carefully monitored and recorded. A lot of people think Google's just a search box and Facebook's just a place to see what my friends are doing. What they don't realize is there's entire teams of engineers whose job is to use your psychology against you. I was the co-inventor of the Facebook like button. I was the president of Pinterest. Google. Twitter. Instagram. There were meaningful changes happening around the world because of these platforms. I think we were naive about the flip side of that coin. We get rewarded by parts, likes, thumbs up, and we conflate that with value and we conflate it with truth. A whole generation is more anxious, more depressed. I always felt like fundamentally it was a force for good. I don't know if I feel that way anymore. Oh. Wow, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, that's I'd like powerful. to see everybody watch that. Is that available now? Yeah, yeah, it's oh, available it now. I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah. yeah, Judy's leaving town. Who can blame her? I mean, imagine living with me. Um, I'll watch it today. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. that seems that seems great. Um, Ian Bremmer had a tweet yesterday. 
I, I'll bet it was in response to this, but it was something along the lines of the world's largest advertising platform feeds you information based on its algorithms. That is my idea of a dystopia. Um, I don't know. I don't know, if, I don't know if he was talking about Google or Facebook, either one, but they're both doing it. And yeah. I, I think Google's the super giant. Yeah, yeah. For advertising, it's just we 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 still haven't wrapped our heads around. And there's some what visual, is going on here. And there's some visuals that accompany that that obviously don't translate on radio. But when they're doing the the Google because, search box, because people can't see on radio. That's that's is correct, that the Jack. Yes, you're tracking with me. <laughs> um, when you do the Google search box prompts, right? And yeah. their their example is climate change is. Yeah. yeah. And then depending on where you live and your own search history with Google, wow. you will get drastically different results of the fill in the blank prompts. So if I have sent, if Google's profile is, you know, it's not a human, it's an algorithm, but if it, Hang it on has. Hang a second. I'm Googling Armstrong and Getty R. <laughs> our Bay Area. <laughs> but, but if. On vacation. Conservative. <laughs> okay, never mind. Not that interesting. But, but, you. <laughs> but so Google, based on my searches and what I read and everything like that, might have, they've determined that I, you know, lean this direction on climate change. Right. So they're going to give me a different result than if I were a full-on... Climate change activist. Yeah. Yeah. That's troubling. Yes. So it makes it hard to even find information. You know, yeah. If I decide, you know what, I ought to take another look at this. It'd be a, uh, more difficult to break through. You have to do a lot of... Looking at the other side, searching to even out your own profile based on your your the sum total of the way that you've used Google in the past. You have to dodge the information being shoved at you. This is a stupid example, but I've had this happen with YouTube, which is a Google-owned property, and they use the same sort of algorithms. And evil. So I read Norm MacDonald's book. He's a comedian. Pretty well-known, but not a huge deal. I mean, it's not like he comes up in conversation every day. I read his book, and so I did a, you know, I, I watched a couple of things on YouTube with Norm MacDonald. And then, you know, I would get, when I'd open up my YouTube every day, it would feed me Norm MacDonald YouTube videos, so I watched some of those, so I kind of got into watching his show for a while. And for a while, I was constantly getting, looking at and hearing about Norm MacDonald stuff. Mm. And I got this idea that he was like, just, you know, a huge part of the national conversation. resurgent. <laughs> And and since I got off of that, I haven't seen a Norm Macdonald anything on YouTube in a year now. Yeah. It's as if, as, if, as if he doesn't exist. Well, that sort of thing can obviously happen for real information. Mm-hmm. Guns, Trump, Biden, climate change, whatever it is, and your particular point of view on that. And you only get fed that stuff, and you get the sense that, well, this is the news. This is what everybody's talking about. This is what everybody thinks. Right. And it, it's completely distorted. Not kind of distorted like it used to be. Completely distorted. Like fantasy land exists only in your own mind distorted. Yeah. Like the emperor's new clothes. You're just, nobody is telling you the whole story. It's wild. Uh, so you have that aspect of it, which is really troubling. It's why I don't, I, I don't get angry. I don't hate people who disagree with me. I just figure they either haven't gotten enough good information, or if they have, they just disagree. And that's they got fine. kicked in the head by a horse and they're Or they're just one. stupid <laughs> effing idiots. Uh, I just figure they've gotten bad information. So that aspect of it bothers me. And then we haven't even touched on constant inputs and they do reference the likes and stuff like that and people being desperate for affirmation and it making human beings crazy we're clearly just built for that watching my kids with video games 
all these games they play where they get various rewards for things, and it just dominates their lives. Yeah. And, you know, nothing's actually happening. But we're, we're, our minds are built to appreciate that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's freaking disturbing. And as they point out there, we have the highest levels of depression and anxiety and everything like that, loneliness, suicide, uh, that we've ever had. Yeah, I know. it. It's, it's troubling. So uh, my hand is on the cord to unplug the Internet, to yank or not to yank. Oh, I would. I'd, All I, right. You know, you know I... I honestly believe life was better before the internet. If you have anything you need to search on, <laughs> do it now. I'll give you five minutes. Then I'm unplugging the internet. Mickey Mantle's batting average sixty five. I yeah. need to know that. It was good. He was a good ball player. Argue about it at a bar with a stranger. You don't need to know. Sometimes not knowing is better. <laughs> yeah, sometimes not constantly jumping at inputs like a hungry dog is better. Having a moment with your own thoughts, contemplating nature. One of the biggest changes in how I looked at Google and search engines in general is when they were described to me as an exercise in confirmation bias. They are Mm -hmm. designed to give back to you exactly what you're looking for. Which is horrifying. Yes. (laughs) Michael's looking for porn. (laughs) And the younger you are, you know, I started into this with a fully formed opinion on a whole bunch of different things. If you're starting from the beginning with, you know, your your half-cocked 16-year-old view of things, and you just keep getting fed stuff to, you know, back up your point of view, right. how would you ever go a different direction? Right. Which is how you end up with a generation of enraged 20-year-old uh, girls screaming at black cops that they're racists. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I would love to jump on the YouTube feed of a... A 23-year-old graduate student in one of the grievance studies. Right. And and see what they get fed through their YouTube feed and Google search and everything like that. I'll bet it'd be... And I'll, I'll bet if I did that for a day, I'd start to feel like they feel. Yeah. Well, you're right. The whole world is coming apart with police oppressing us everywhere we go. We're like on a those, march to fascism. Yeah. Those rich white kids who got arrested for uh, smashing and looting in New York City. The New York Post did a profile of several of them. And they were just uh, practically... A hilarious cliche of what we're talking about. Upscale, wealthy, suburban white kids who are militant, you know, anti-fascists, even though they're the fascists. Boy, Ian Bremmer saying this is my idea of a dystopia. He might be dead on. That's my, that might be where we are. Everybody being fed their own world narrative mm-hmm. and just reinforcing it on a daily basis. And slowly but surely growing to hate each other to the benefit of those who would seize power or money. I just, maybe that's what bothers me the most, is that we're being manipulated into hating each other as Americans. Bothers me a lot. Um, One other thing to mention, well, two other things to mention. They may have found evidence of life on Venus. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which is a big deal. It's ligers. Half lion, half tigers running around. (laughs) Yep, they're not sure how they got there, but oh, man, there's giant herds of them. They 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 don't know what they eat or what they breathe. Right. But there's just herds of ligers. Yeah, like 50,000 of them. Running around Venus. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this story, which is real. Uh, the evidence of life on Venus is real. The ligers is not. Um, this is true. So the STRATCOM chief said yesterday, I promised myself I was going to memorize what STRATCOM stands for. Strategic commander of something. Anyway, he's a big deal in the military. He said yesterday, China's nuclear arms buildup is inconsistent inconsistent with its no-first-use policy. Oh, boy. 
the idea that we would never strike somebody first. This is all only a deterrence. If somebody attacked us, we would, we, you know, we'd fight back with nuclear weapons, but we would never just attack a country. Mm. There's some place we have, including in my own mind, uh, kind of put to the side as a non-possibility. Tucked it away. That yep. China would actually just out of nowhere attack us the way Japan did. Filed it under Cold War and shut the drawer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, this is going to be ugly, and at some point there'll be, there'll be a confrontation over something. But the idea that they would just say, today's the day we attack. I think we can get them to submit to this or that. You know, I kind of think, well, that wouldn't happen in the modern world. Right. Why wouldn't it happen in the modern world? It's happened in every era of human existence. Durr. For those of you under 35, uh, sorry about the file cabinet reference. They archived it. They Put it in the Google, uh, the Apple cloud. Exactly. Put it on the cloud and forgot about it. Japan attacked us out of nowhere like that. Why Why couldn't China? And I'm not trying to make an Asian point here. It's just. Where it are you? Sounds like racism to me. Germany attacked Poland. Germany attacked Czechoslovakia. It happens. Anti-German racism now. My God, does your hatred know no bounds? Anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. Their nuclear buildup is inconsistent with a no-first-use policy. Oh, goody. According to our... 2020 has been such a dance around the maypole so far. It's about time something ugly happened. Now, because I am cynical and, you know, realistic... The government's always argument, the Pentagon's always arguing why we need more money to build up more of this and that. Yeah. Yeah. Do we have enough uh, Do we have enough armaments to wipe out China? Yes. Oh, okay. we have enough armaments to wipe out every man, woman, and child on Earth many, 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 many times. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, we're good then. <laughs> so don't mess with us. <laughs> yeah. This will be a smoldering hulk that the people of Venus will look at a million years from now and say, I think there was life there at one point. The, li- the ligers will look in their telescopes. Turn this planet into a nightlight if you test us. <laughs> yeah, but how great. do we benefit from that? See, that's the whole point of a mutually assured It doesn't matter if we don't, they don't either. I'd so rather be right than, with right than happy. Exactly. <laughs> so life on Venus coming up. Plus uh, one more, or not one more thing, uh, the uh, final thoughts. We'll end the show strong. Will we? In minutes. Well, we'll find out together. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I found out about it right before I went out onto the dance floor, and it didn't bother me enough to have any kind of an impact. Baskin, Paso Doble, across the ballroom to the appropriately titled song, Eye of the Tiger. I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited not to have gone out there and embarrassed myself. No, oh, uh, Carol hey, Baskin, cats and kittens, probably killed her husband. Uh, dancing on Dances with the Stars, and uh, same attitude she took on that Tiger King documentary. Whenever she's asked about it, she's never you know bothered in any way. <laughs> yeah, people say that sort of thing. Ah, uh, boy. No, 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 no. I'm accusing you of murdering a human being and feeding his corpse to tigers. <laughs> I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I'm just happy to be dancing on Dancing with the Stars. People think you killed your husband. That's not the way normal people react to that sort of thing. As you are to hunting, I am to watching Dancing with the Stars. I cannot imagine it having any appeal. <laughs> oh, and she danced to Eye of the Tiger. Oh, Do we geez. still have the Carol Baskin song handy? 
I can find. I it. love that so much. It's idiotic, but I love it. So they think there may be life on B- Venus. Um, oh, and I didn't mention that the, the the main reason I played that was oh. the family of her. Oh yeah, deceased husband ran an ad. They bought ad time. I can't imagine what that cost. They bought ad time during Dancing with the Stars to say if you have any idea. Uh, about the disappearance of our loved one, you know, please contact us at blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, they're trying that's a to hit show too. They're trying to solve a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. They believe she killed her husband. Do we have that tape ready? The uh, of the ad of the ad? No, no, yeah. I got. I, well, okay. I do have that too as well. Yeah, sorry, it's the old switcheroo, Sean. Uh, I had faked you. I juked you out of your jock. Are you kidding me? Broke both your ankles. Don Lewis mysteriously disappeared in 1997. His family deserves justice. Do you know who did this or if Carol Baskin was involved? A $100,000 reward has been funded. You can call the tip line. $100,000. I think it's notable, too, that she actually gets name-checked in the ad, right? It it removes the plausible... Oh, no, uh, this person is missing. If you have any information or if this person on the show you are actively (laughs) watching is involved, give us a call. Yeah. Wow. She's a weirdo. Super weirdo. Well, and everybody involved is a tweaker. So I think it's entirely likely you could get somebody to, you know, to squeal for the cash. I know who I'd call for my first witness. Carol Baskin. Killed her husband. Whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers. They snack it. What's happening? Carol Baskin. What's happening? That might be the best part of it. So lame. Uh, so they think there's this poison gas. Phosphine? Um, it's it's actually got some chemical uses, and it was used as a chemical weapon during World War One. but they found phosphine in the, uh, they think, in the clouds, in the atmosphere of Venus. How far away is Venus? Uh, it's like 50 miles. Compared to Mars. Can you look that up? Uh, that's a good question. I used to know the order of the planets because they made me memorize it for second through eighth grade. Yes. It has not stuck with me. Yeah. Uh, but Venus is, the, it was at one point thought to be very Earth-like and, and receptive to life, but it's it's super hot and acidic. But they think they've found this gas that indicates the presence of microbial life in the atmosphere because it's always thickly clouded. So, you know, you can't live in the clouds on Earth because the clouds go away, even if you're a micro. But... They're always there on Venus. Venus a little more than double the distance of Mars. Thank you for that. Is that right? It's the brightest thing in the sky most nights. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. You got Mercury, you got Venus, you got Earth, you got Mars. I'm not going to make a Uranus joke. I decided uh, I thought better of it. Good for you. <laughs> Michael, positive. Uh, what a grown fi- up. Final thought for us. Yeah, poor Jack announced that he will be without a working bathroom for months, but I just want to know, let you know, Jack, on October 12th, you can come to my house and use my bathroom. I don't want you to have a Columbus Day without a bathroom. <laughs> That's very kind. Our producer, Positive Sean, with a final thought. Yeah, just really looking forward to diving into that Social Dilemma documentary on Netflix today. Uh, this is this is the story of our times, I think. Interesting. I, I think you're probably right. It's it's certainly one of the biggies. Jack, a final thought for us? LeBron James, I love the challenge from the sheriff. 
Why don't you double the reward money to find the scumbag who shot the police officers? I think you could do a lot of good. Like, if you really want to do good in the community, here's an opportunity. My final thought is related. I wish there were more media outlets that tried at least sometimes to bring both sides of the story. To bring people together instead of dividing them. Although there are probably better ratings in dividing people, honestly. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, it's a dang shame. And you get hounded out of your job. The New York Times or MSNBC for that sort of thing. Do you think we made it clear that there are not enormous herds of ligers running about on Venus? Mm. That's just microbes. Mm. I'm fine with that. People are going to believe what they want to believe. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour work day. My reality is that there are ligers. Uh, Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of good stuff, including the controversial CHP video, all of our podcasts, the funny Ryan Long video. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I I did not say that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. (laughs) That sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? I just all the way home. <laughs> over and over again. <laughs>